the entrance of his word giveth light. The eyes of your understanding are about to be enlightened. Get set for the word which will change your world for good. Christ Palace, expressing his love, displaying his power. And now, Dr. Mark. Among all the things God is involved in, the most important thing to God is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is what initiated everything. God's access, God's life, God's thoughts. Everything about God is about his kingdom. And you want to make sure you understand the kingdom of God. One of the benefits of understanding anything is to secure favor. So in the kingdom, if you must enjoy favor, you must understand the kingdom. Proverbs 13 verse 15. The Bible said, good understanding secures favor. So one of the ways to get favor without praying for it is to understand anything concerning God's kingdom. Good understanding giveth favor, but the way of the transgressors is hard. When you don't understand, what will happen is that you transgress. You get the mathematical equation wrong. Then your way becomes hard. God said, is there anything too hard for me? Because he is the being who has all understanding. And the moment you have all understanding, nothing will be hard because you understand. When you know how to drive a car, it's driving difficult. But the people who don't know how to drive, they said it's difficult. But the day they start driving, they will go, this morning I was coming and I saw a Lamborghini. I, I, I was driving a bit, I won't say, I don't know if the police officer is here. But when I look at what I was doing and the way the car passed me, I realized that it's a Lamborghini. Because if I do the calculation, the car was going a minimum of 110. Because I, I subtracted what I was going from what he was going. <laughs> it's all your mind. You don't know what I was going. Yes. <laughs> so, I was saying that when you know how to drive, it's not difficult. But when you don't know how to drive, it's difficult. When I was learning how to drive, if you shouted, the way I will shout at you. Because I needed attention. I won't turn. Focus. Yes. You are remembering your story. <laughs> but good understanding secures favor. So decide that you are going to get understanding of the kingdom of God. Matthew 6 verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. What then is the priority of God? The kingdom. He says, don't seek any other thing. Seek me first. Then every other thing shall be added. So, if I must get to a place where things are added, then I must know what is the kingdom. The place of addition. is the place of understanding the kingdom. Seek ye first. First. First of all. First. First. Seek the kingdom. Just go for the kingdom. Then every other thing. But what we have done is that we have tried to go for every other thing. Now when you go up, maybe verse 30 coming, he was talking about every other thing. And he talked about food, clothing, self-actualization. Uh, I want to be this. I want to have this. Whatever you must pursue, it must be kingdom first. And his righteousness. And the moment you have that in perspective, he says that every other thing shall be added. 
God is not a man that he should lie. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewith shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all this. But, seek ye so, the verse seeking first the kingdom of God was making reference to every other thing we concern ourselves with in this life. But God said, the way to operate is to seek the kingdom and its righteousness. Then all these things will be added. And he said, the same way the grass does not pray, the grass, they don't pray, they don't fast. But they are okay. And you stand in it and take a picture. And you don't give credit to the grass. The same way God is saying that you can come to a place where if you seek the kingdom and the righteousness of the kingdom, every other thing shall be added. The gospel is the gospel of the kingdom. And that is the gospel or the message we must preach to Jesus will come. Actually, if we don't preach the message of the kingdom, Jesus will not, never come or the end will not come. Matthew 24 verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations and then shall the end come. So to the kingdom or the gospel of the kingdom is preached. The end will not you want to take notice of something that he did not say that the gospel is going to be preached and everyone will be saved. No. He said that for a witness, the purpose of us preaching the gospel is to prove that nobody can stand before God and have an excuse. It's for a witness. Are you with me? So if I come and tell you that rain is going to come, you cannot sue me and say that you did not know that rain was coming. You know. It is up to you to do something about the rain. So our assignment, as Jesus said, he said that this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness. What the people will do with the message is up to them. But it must be preached everywhere unto all nations. And then the end shall come. If the end comes without us preaching the gospel of the kingdom, then Jesus is a liar. Is that correct? But he cannot lie. So of a truth, this gospel of the kingdom must be preached. Then the end will come. When you understand the things of God and what God is about, you discover that from Genesis to Revelation, everything is about the kingdom of God. Our lives must be kingdom. One day, in eternity past, Daniel the prophet saw a vision. In the vision, something happened. I call that one the inauguration of the kingdom. Daniel 7, verse 13. Let's start from verse 12. Try and get it. The moment you understand this, your life will just fall in place. Hallelujah. As concerning the rest of the beast, they had their dominion. Dominion is a kingdom expression. They had their dominion taken away. Yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. Next verse. Then Daniel said, I saw in the night vision, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven. The clouds of heaven talk about the host of heaven, the angels of heaven. And they came to the ancient of days. 
Can I get one of the chairs, please? Then you sit there like the ancient of this. And the son of man, can you please come? Take, take your nice phone. And give to the ancient of this. Daniel is observing a vision. And he said, that as I observed the vision, already I saw four beasts who had their dominion taken from them. Then, after those, I saw the son of man coming to the ancient of days. He came with the clouds of heaven. All of you are part of the clouds, the host. And they came to the ancient of days. And they brought him near before him, like I brought him. And there was given unto him dominion. Ancient of days, the free. And there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, languages should do what? Oh, shout it. Should do what? All nations, Islamic or Christian, does it matter? Asia or Africa, does it matter? He said, the purpose of the ancient of days, giving it to the son of man is that all nations, all languages should serve him. Some people, they speak several languages, they don't know where they come from. They are part. Should serve him. And his dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away. And his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit in the midst of my body. And the visions of my head troubled me. He didn't understand. Next verse. I came near unto one of them that stood by and asked him the truth of all this. Because I didn't believe it. I asked, what is, what is the meaning of all this? So he told me and made me know the interpretation of the things. Next verse. These great beasts, which are four, are four kings. So the guy had already seen four beasts. And he said that these beasts, they represent four kings. And anytime there's a king, there are four kingdoms. Is somebody here with me? Yes, Which shall arise out of the earth. Next verse. But the sins of the most high shall take the kingdom. And possess the kingdom forever. Even forever and ever. Hmm, beautiful. So there are several kingdoms. But the time is going to come that the saints will take the kingdom. But when we check, it was not the saints who took the kingdom. The kingdom was given to the son of man. That he will be in charge. He will rule. He will reign. All languages should serve him. Now, this is what Daniel saw in the book of Daniel 7. But Paul the apostle too had a vision which is yet to be fulfilled. You want to See those two pictures. Then you understand everything between those two events. is all about the kingdom. So this event had already happened. Now in the book of 1 Corinthians 15 verse 23. Paul the apostle who was also a prophet. He's writing his visions. And he says that this thing is going to happen. Verse 23. The son of man got the kingdom. And... He is still working on the kingdom. He has been working on the kingdom. He came to work and he's working through the saints. Will you understand in a moment? But the final event 
of the universe, not of this world. Understand what I say? The final event of God's universe, not of this world. Because there are a lot of things which will happen, rapture, but the final event is this. Look at what Paul said. But every man in his own order, Christ the first fruit, afterwards they that are Christ at his coming. Next verse. Then cometh the end. Say, then the end, the actual end of all things will come. And what will be the event at the end? When he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father. Now you saw something. The ancient of death gave it to him and he's running an agenda. But the end is going to come when he will go back to the Father. Go back to the ancient of this and give the kingdom to him. When he shall have put all rule, all authority and power. Next verse. He must reign till he had put all enemies under his feet. And the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Can we clap for the son of man and the ancient of this? You can take your seat. Please. Now look at me. In between these two events, one has happened and one is yet to happen. All that Jesus is about and is moving about and God is interested in is the kingdom. No wonder he told us, seek ye first the kingdom. Then all these things shall be added unto you. I show you are here. Now, I want you to believe that this thing I told you will happen. Because part of those events have already happened. And as we go on, you will know to take your place in the kingdom. You were created for the kingdom. Your life is a kingdom. Everything about you must be kingdom. In Daniel chapter 2 verse 37, I'm sure you know about a king called Nebuchadnezzar. And all you know about the king is that the king was a human being who became an animal. You remember that story from Sunday school? Yes. Which type of animal we are not told. But at least he ate grass. He might be a cow or a sheep or a goat, but it was an animal. Or maybe an ox or something. But an animal. Now, he had a dream one night. This king had a dream. I'm skipping the portion. He had a dream. In the dream, he saw a huge statue. And the statue had different segments and it meant something to Daniel because he was confused Daniel had to come and interpret it give me the image of the statue which the king saw we are entering the dream of Nebuchadnezzar right now so this is the vision he saw and the guy was confused and the vision was that the head was made of gold the torso or the chest area was made of silver then the loins was made of brass then the thighs and the legs iron then the feet was a mixture of clay and iron. Now, the king woke up and he forgot the dream. So, out of anger, he says that, I want my magicians to come and tell me the dream. Then, the interpretation. The king says, if you can't tell me the dream, it means that you're going to lie about the interpretation. But if you can tell me the dream, I will believe the interpretation. What a great demand. Daniel said, don't worry. Give us three days. We'll come back. Daniel and his friends went to pray and God revealed the secret to them. And he came to the king and said, King, this is your dream. So Daniel described all the dream to the king. Now, king, here is the interpretation. Let's go to Daniel 2 verse 37. Let's read. One, two. Oh. So actually, 
in the records of time, there have been several king of kings. Just realize. If it's not in the Bible, don't believe it. But if it's in the Bible, what's your problem? Believe it. The writer of the Bible must be implicated. Is that correct? Just relax. Shake your head. Say, I'm relaxed. He said, oh king, thou art a king of kings. For the God of heaven had given thee a kingdom, power, strength, and glory. So Nebuchadnezzar received a kingdom like the son of man received. But we'll get there. You'll see how the son of man enters the picture now. And wheresoever, wheresoever, say wheresoever, the children of men dwell, the beasts of the field and the fowls of the air, of the heavens, had he given into your hand and had made thee ruler over them all. This is Nebuchadnezzar, a man. This was talking about the Babylonian Empire. This is a recorded fact. It happened. Nebuchadnezzar ruled everywhere. It's a fact. If you don't believe, read history. You can just Google. It is a, this is no prophecy. It's like maybe, no, this, this one has happened. Thou art this head of gold. So the gold represented who? The Babylonian Empire, Nebuchadnezzar. Are you with me? Next verse. And after you shall arise another kingdom inferior to you. And another third kingdom of brass, which shall bear rule over all the earth. So there's different types of metal represents. Oh, you, are, you, are, you came to church. Church is a school. So try and let's learn. So all the different types of metal represent different kingdoms. And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron. For as much as iron breaketh in pieces and subdue all things, and as iron that breaketh all this, shall it break in pieces and bruise. Next verse. And whereas thou sawest the feet and the toes, part of the potter's clay and part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be in it of the strength of the iron. For as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with merry clay. Hold on. Now. And as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. Now give me the other image where he explains the kingdoms and the empires. I show you are here. I just want to give you a mental picture. Then I will just fill it in, the, in between. Then it will make a lot of sense. Now, these are facts. You have to read history to know it has happened. Nebuchadnezzar was the head of gold. And the Babylonian Empire happened in the days there. This one is on Google. Just type Google. It's fine. Then the second kingdom came. Called the Persian Empire. The Medo Persian. This is a fact. It has happened. After that, another kingdom came. It was the Grecian Empire. Alexander the Great. Then the Roman Empire came. Now, we have the divided Europe Empire. These are facts. It has happened. Now, if this is true, that what Daniel saw, one, two, three, four, five, five of the vision, there are six components, five of them has already happened. Then can we believe the six will happen? Oh, talk to me. If the fifth, all the five things Daniel saw and prophesied about, it has happened, then the sixth one must happen. And so I want to tell you, this kingdom of God we are talking about is a fact which is happening and which is manifesting. What was the seed's component? Now go back to Daniel 2, verse 42. 
Glory be to God. And as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. And whereas thou sowest iron mixed with merry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of man. But they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. Let's skip that for now. Let me tell you something. The kingdoms of this world, they are spiritual before they are physical. Can I repeat it? The kingdoms of this world, they are spiritual because before they are men. Said they will mix with the seed of men. It means they were not men to mix with the seed of men. But let's skip. Now look here. In the days of these kings, shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom. Because in the vision, the last thing Daniel saw was that a stone came from heaven without hand and crushed the whole statue. And Daniel said, In the days of these kings, shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms. And it shall stand forever. So there is a last kingdom which must collapse all these kingdoms. And that last kingdom will stand forever. Next. For as much as thou sowest that the stone was cut, out of the mountain without hands and that it broke in pieces the iron the brass, the clay the silver and the gold the great God had made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter and the dream is certain and the interpretation thereof is sure Ooh, my goodness sweet 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 he said the dream is certain and the interpretation is sure what was the summary of the dream? Or the, give me the last one with the stone on the ground. Oh, beautiful. Oh, I love Jesus. This is the statue. And the Bible said, a stone descended without a hand. And what the stone is trying to do is that it's going to crush the whole statue. And the statue represents different why was the stone coming without a hand? The Bible says that Jesus is that rejected stone. That cornerstone. The stone which the builders rejected has now become the chief cornerstone. Jesus is that king who is coming to collapse all the kingdoms of this world. And it must come without a hand. No wonder Jesus should be born by a virgin without a man. So Jesus is that stone. Give me the other, other image. There's one with the stone under. Hopefully. Is that correct? This summarizes the empire. And look at the stone. The stone happens here. These are timelines which we can trace. I think we did it at the camp meeting. But maybe next camp meeting we we'll try and do all that. The timelines and you know. But that stone. Which is very ugly. That stone. How do you compare a stone with gold? How do you compare a stone with brass and silver? But an ordinary stone, a rejected stone. He was a man of Galilee. He came and they killed him and they slaughtered him. Not knowing that before he came, he had received a mandate. He had received a kingdom. And his purpose is that the kingdoms of this world must become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. And he alone shall reign forever. 
So what is the purpose of God? That's our vision. If you don't know CPM, our vision is Revelation 11 verse 15. What is that one? I read to you. Somebody said, Pastor, I need money. What does it mean to me? I just want to marry you. What does this kingdom mean to me? Seek ye first this kingdom. And all the things you are looking for shall be added. The reason why it has not been added is because you have left the kingdom and seeking other things. That is why we are all struggling here like that. And the seven angels sounded. When you check Revelation, you realize that there were seven angels. Seven was the last one. And by the time the last one was sound, and there were great voices in heaven. What were they saying? Saying, the kingdoms of this world, they have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. This is what God is trying to achieve in all time, in all his universe. That the kingdoms of men, all of them, all of them, must become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And he alone will reign forever and ever. This is God's heartbeat. The kingdom is God's passion. Now, if it's God's passion and heartbeat, it must be your heartbeat also. Now, this kingdom which God is interested in, it will benefit you more even than for God. If we understand the dynamics of this kingdom. Is somebody with me? In the course of the teachings, I will tell you how you entered or how to enter the kingdom. How to inherit the kingdom. The, we will talk about all those segments. But I pray that you get it from first principles. To prove to you that the message we must preach is the kingdom. In the New Testament, the first preacher in the New Testament was called John the Baptist. True or false? What did he preach? His first message and his only message was the kingdom message. Matthew 3 verse 1. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Follow me, follow me, follow me. In those days came John the Baptist. Preaching in the wilderness of Judea. What was he preaching? And saying, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What was the gospel of John? Repent, because of the kingdom. Because of the kingdom, repent. Now, I will explain to you the difference between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. That is if they are different. But why those expressions? I'm sure they will do that next week. But John's gospel was the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's here right now. Question. It means that prior to the coming of John, the kingdom was not manifested. Do you agree with me? But John said that, I think the kingdom which we have been talking about, it is very close. It's at hand. Then, Jesus, who is the king, came. Do you know his first message? Mark 1 verse 14. His first message, he came. Somebody, some people are saying that we should preach sin to the people. Let us preach holiness. People are sinning. Jesus' message was not sin. It was not holiness. Have you read your Bible? His first message was the kingdom. You see, the grace, the holiness, the sin is a subset of the kingdom. When you have a bigger picture of the kingdom, all these matters will fall into place. Some people, some people saying that the salvation, the salvation matches has left the church. <laughs> The salvation message. Now, this the process. They don't preach the salvation message. Now, after that, John was put in prison. John came. He was talking about the kingdom. Jesus waited. They arrested John. He came on the scene. 
Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the what was the first message of Jesus? The kingdom. The kingdom. He was not preaching what you were preaching. Pastor, so shouldn't we talk about salvation? When you know the kingdom, you know where salvation fits in the kingdom. When you know kingdom, you know where prosperity is. All those who are saying that prosperity is bad, you don't know kingdom. Because if you know kingdom, you will know where the gold of the kingdom is. You will know that prosperity is part of the kingdom. But because you don't know kingdom, you are saying that the message they are preaching is prosperity. No, no, no. The prosperity is a segment. Salvation is a segment. Grace is a segment. But what God wants to achieve is the kingdom. Mm. We should not seek the prosperity of the kingdom. We should not seek the salvation of the kingdom. We should not seek the grace of the kingdom. Seek it. So, a lot of people are in church. The people who are preaching salvation think that they are doing something better than the people who are preaching prosperity. The people who are preaching grace think that they are better than those who are preaching prayer and fasting. None of them is better. What matters is there? His kingdom stretch. Day is going to come. The sun will rise, never to set again. That was prophesied by what Joshua did to the sun. That it rose, never to set again. Now, the sun is rising, but it's taking over. It's taking over. The sun said, and the sun of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wing. John the Baptist, the first preacher, kingdom. Jesus, the second preacher, kingdom. The next set of preachers were 12. And it was the second preacher who sent them. Luke 9 verse 1. What did he tell them to go and preach? Salvation? No. Grace? No. Prosperity? No. Sin? No. Holiness? No. He told them to preach kingdom. Let's read. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Upon your feet, like wine for you to drink. Jesus. Dr. Mark has just deposited into your hands the truth to your glorious and best life ever. Meditate on these things, give yourself wholly to them, and your progress and success will be evident to all. Connect with Dr. Mark at www.thechristpalace.org or email Dr. Mark at cpimhouston1 at gmail.com. And best of all, come hear the man of God live as you worship with us at Christ Palace International Ministries, 15152 Bel Air Boulevard, Houston, Texas, 77083. Christ Palace International Ministries.